<laughs> hey, now, I've got the floor, so you better watch out. <laughs> a lot happens in eight months in the life of an acorn, does it not? And by the way, it's amazing what you can find on YouTube. Just in looking for that video, I watched about 30 other time-lapse videos, and uh, very bizarre. But it is amazing to think what the acorn becomes as it is in the, in the ground and as it is pretty much forgotten. It produces a vine and you see it shooting up and then it produces the branches. Who would have thought that so much life could come out of such an unlikely source as it's there on the ground? I mean, you probably walked on one on the way uh, in the building today or from your front door to your car. A seed in the ground became a vine shooting upward, which became a tree, which would continue becoming into a a huge and towering oak. After looking at belonging last week as we began with John chapter 15, considering what it means to belong to God, to belong to each other, and to belong to the church, and that was the way that we kicked off our third year on our two-year anniversary, as we just considered the significance of what it means to belong and the principle for us to consider with the next step, which is becoming, as you see there, that which belongs becomes. Whatever belongs becomes something or another. And this is a pretty easy fact for us to understand with the vine and the branch. But how does it apply to us spiritually? And that's where we kicked everything off last week was with this example of a vine and the branches. Jesus said, I am the vine and you, you're the branches. And apart from me, you can do nothing. So how can we become as individuals and as a church, how can we be in that process of becoming more and more of the kind of branches that we're to be? Well, the scripture that we have heard read this morning, just now in Mark chapter 9, verses 30 and 37. And if you have your bulletin, look, uh, it is printed there. Also, if you have a Bible, you might want to look there to make sure that it really is there. (laughs) James chapter 3 is another text that I'll be talking about today. And it is one found in the um, Revised Common Lectionary that we use each week. But in, in these words as well as the words of Jesus about the vine and the branches that we heard about last week in John chapter 15. We realize they provide us with timeless truths on how it is that we can become what God has intended us to be. And this morning I would like to look at a few growth tips that they provide. The one that illustrates the process of becoming the most is John 15, where John gives this account of how Jesus taught the disciples that He was the vine and they were the branches. And just as branches only have purpose while they're connected to the vine, so they would only have purpose as they were connected to Jesus Christ. And Jesus certainly knew their hearts. He, uh, he knew their strengths. He knew their weaknesses. He even called Peter Satan. You know, Satan, get behind me. You, you have uh, all the things of the world in your mind and on your agenda, but you don't have the things of God. And then he would also call him a rock and see the potential that he had in his life. But he knew their hearts, their strengths, their weaknesses. He knew they would be prone to wander 
from His teaching at times. And they would grow and flourish as God intended only as they remained attached to Jesus. And He said, if you will remain in Me and My Word remain in you, then you'll bear much fruit. That's a very conditional statement. If, if you'll remain attached to Me and allow the life of My words and, and all of that, that I am flow into you as a branch, then you will bear much fruit. But apart from Me, you just can't do anything. Well, not the vine that... Uh, they understood that while they were not the vine, they certainly had access to the vine and all the life that was flowing up from it. They would become what the vine was, just in a different expression. How true this is for us as well. As you hear this description of followers of Jesus this morning, are you wondering if you're a branch? I mean, last week as we talked about vine and branches, did you figure yourself into that tree? We had a a picture of a family tree that is back in the foyer, and it just shows pictures of our members and uh, rogue, not rogue, um, <laughs> rogue members and <laughs> regular attenders. My wife's holding up water to say, you need a drink of water. I will take that. Sure. Come on down. Because um, <clears throat> I'm not getting anywhere up here. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully it's more than water. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You got to keep me going, Donnie. <laughs> I uh, got to speak at Evergreen Baptist Church this past week, and it was good to have the amens and uh, people getting involved. So, Donnie, I'm counting on you. You've already given one amen. Uh, but have you allowed yourself to be that new creation in Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what the branch is all about. You see, with that acorn, there is this rumbling and this growth that's taking place and out of something that is dormant comes life. And that life comes up through the ground and it just ascends upward and begins to take on life and other branches and development. Whether we realize it or not, we are all becoming something. I mean, each day you're becoming something, whether you want to or not. The only thing for us to become is a follower of Jesus. And what we hear is not only a call to become, but an invitation to be. Nothing can be developed or grown without first coming into being. Maybe that's where you are today. Just discovering the amazingly wondrous vine that is Jesus, present in the soil of your life today. Maybe that's about where you are. You're just hearing about Jesus. You've heard about Him all your life, but you're, you're getting more and more interested in who Jesus is. And this spiritual teaching of the vine and branches is such a great place to begin. Perhaps this is the time you allow yourself to be drawn up into Him, that you flow through His veins, branching out from Him into the world outside. If this is the kind of awareness that is in your life, have you considered what it is to become? We talked about belonging last week, and and you can see on the 
poster out there, we do have a lot of people who belong to Church for the Highlands. And one of the things that we emphasize about Church for the Highlands is that you can't just belong. You must become. You must be in a process of becoming. You can't come and sit and do nothing because we will find you and find a task for you. No, it's not that way at all. You come to the church because you want to become more like Jesus. And this is a place where you feel like you can do that. And it's not just about soaking in all the stuff that we think uh, is important. It's about taking what we have and going out into the community and serving. And as we'll look at next week, it's about bearing fruit and becoming productive. Surely you aren't done growing as the length and reach of our lives cannot ever fully be finished, this life as a branch. Another way we can become is by drawing uh, closer, near to God. And this is what James wrote in his letter of long ago. It's in chapter 3, and as you see there, it's just a simple, basic phrase. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. James is concluding a section of his letter about the problems that his readers were having with each other. They were fighting and they were disputing. and um, Just like with the disciples in this Gospel account, they were wondering, well, who's the greatest? I'm the greatest. I'm going to be the one that leads us uh, into this kingdom of God. I'm going to be the one that sits at the right hand of God the Father. And Yes, they were debating all of this. And the same thing continued to the churches that James was writing to. And really, the same thing happens today, doesn't it? I mean, y'all are asking me all the time, who's going to sit at the right hand of the Father? It is, the the root of that is in all of our lives and in our relationships. James provides a simple solution to the complexity of their conflicts. Draw closer to God. Flee from the devil, he says in the verse right before this, and submit to God. Draw near to God. Their internal problems and disputes would fall by the wayside as they drew closer to God. They were branches that were pulling away from the vine and shaking and and the disruption that was coming from their selfishness and their conflict was affecting the whole church. It was affecting the community around them. And they could only become who God called them to be by keeping the source of who they were close to the vine. They were to remain attached Do you have any ivy in your yard? If so, uh, any tree that you have in the yard has probably become pretty acquainted with the ivy. And ivy is a vine that loves to climb up a tree and cover its rough bark with its dark green leaves as if to use the tree for its height and show off the neighborhood to see. Ivy, however, is not good for a tree. Its exhibition of growth will choke out the life of a tree. And tree doctors tell us to just clip the vines from the bottom of the tree and soon the ivy will turn brown, it'll dry up and can be easily pulled down and thrown away. The branches are no longer connected to the central vine. They are no longer good for anything. And you just pull them down and throw them in the trash. There are people and churches who have been in the process of becoming only to eventually find that they have pulled away from the source of their life. Maybe you know what it feels like to to pull away from the source. Surely these people look alive and productive for a while, but
But in a short time, in a very short time, they begin to die. They wither and they decay. Through conflict with each other, they have shaken loose from the vein of abundant life flowing from them into Jesus. Unless anyone think I'm, I'm referring to salvation here, uh, I'm not. What I think James is getting at here is this whole idea of becoming. We covered belonging last week, and that's where we would have talked about that, that we belong to God. And Well, I do not believe that we ever stop believing to God, uh, belonging to God. I do believe that we can lose our purpose. We can lose our direction, and we can lose the, the real life that God has called us to with things that disconnect us from the the vital nutrients that Jesus sends up the vine to us. Those things that provide a, a productive and a meaningful life. We are not literal branches, and Jesus was not a literal vine. As followers of today, we don't have Jesus physically with us to attach to for growth. I mean, that would have been nice back in that time to stay connected to Jesus, just going wherever He was going from town to town and be able to hear His voice and to receive His healing and be able to interact with Him. But not so with us. If we were all completely honest with each other this morning, we would probably hear some statements about how we feel God seems far away at times. I've experienced that before in my life, and I'm sure you have, or you may be right now. So how can we ever draw near to Him? If God is far away, how could I ever get to Him? We can't see the vine. So how could we even attach to it? And again, these are great questions that we ask. But we have answers. We'll be looking at several spiritual practices that have been helpful to Christians for centuries. And I mentioned one earlier with the centering prayer. But as we go into next month and we begin the second course of study on becoming. And this Wednesday night, we're going to look at what it means to belong. And if you want to know more about what it means to belong to this church, what it means to belong to God, and what it means to belong to each other, I invite you to come. But next month, we'll look at this whole idea of becoming and the spiritual practices that help us become. We'll explore methods of hearing and understanding Scripture, approaches to prayer and meditation, fasting, tithing, serving and resting. And it's going to be hard for a church like ours to ever do fasting very well. (laughs) These are ways that we can do our part of staying close to our spiritual source of life. If we aren't practicing them, then we aren't growing near to God. If, if one of those isn't on your list of daily activities, then probably you're not growing closer to God. You might still be connected, but there's no fruit. There's nothing that is coming from that because you're not tying back in to the connection and to the source, to the vine. I'm asking for every member of our church to go through 40 days of becoming. As we start moving towards the season of Advent and as we get close to Christmas, it gives us a great opportunity to consider what it means to become and and to spend some focused time. And we're not going to do all of that up here. It's something that you'll have uh, to do when you get home or when you're at work or wherever you happen to be. But that your focus and all of our focus would be upon spiritual growth. Belonging and becoming. And this will be offered 
beginning in October. One thing, though, that we can understand about drawing near to God is that there may be some things that we have allowed to get between us and the vine. It could very well be that we can't draw near because of the debris that we have allowed to grow up around us and around the branch. Things that seemed harmless and even pretty at the time, but things that are now keeping us from getting to the source of real life. I wonder what those are in your life. This happens as problems, challenges, as sins grow into our lives like weeds. The good news for us to know this morning, though, is the truth that we can always do things to draw near to God. I mean, that's a great promise that is given. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. I'm going to do my part, God says. In fact, even more than His part. But you must do your part. Draw near to me, and we'll have this beautiful and deep and lasting relationship. The gospel text for today, this one from Mark chapter 9, provides us with the last way of becoming that we'll consider this morning. Not because the cowboys are playing at noon, but that is a good reason. It is the call to become great. The way that we become is by becoming great. Don't we all want to be great in some particular way? This was a desire that was much on the hearts and the minds of the disciples on really more than one occasion as we look in the Gospels. But it was dealt with very firmly, very directly by Jesus here, as we have heard in these verses. He says, whoever wants to be first must be last. Not just last, but last of all. And servant of all. Jesus looked at those disciples that were asking all kinds of crazy questions and jockeying for positions so that they could be great. Jesus says, you've missed it completely. And this is not what they wanted to hear. It didn't make sense with their view of greatness. It is not people, uh, how people in their society and in their culture became great. They could look around and see the, the Roman officials and, and even officials within their own religion becoming great in other ways, really by stepping on people. Servants were headed downward, not upward. And that's what they saw. And yet Jesus reversed it on them. Up was down and down was up. I love the quote by a guy named David Watson. And he put this reality of this downward spiral into greatness by saying, the Christian who is ambitious to be a star disqualifies himself as a leader. We are vexed by this principle of greatness still today, aren't we? We have a different view about how we can get ahead, how we can become great, and how we can become important. Not only as individuals, but sometimes we could think of this in terms of a church. Still thinking it is the level that we attain where others are serving us. That's kind of nice, isn't it? To have other people serve you. Jesus says that's not the way it is. There's nothing that is uh, all that glorious about carrying a cross other than what God sees and how God deals with our hearts. What you and I must know as we sit here today is that the path of greatness is one directed by selfless acts of service, even giving our attention to the little children that are in our world and in our midst who aren't even acknowledged 
on the world's road of greatness. They, Jesus says, here is this child. And this child is a great example of people who were forgotten. If you were a child back then, you probably weren't expected to live. I mean, it was just common that uh, your children would have about a 50-50 chance of making it uh, beyond, you know, 14, 15 years old. And they were forgotten and pushed aside. You certainly didn't want to get too attached. Jesus says, no, if you receive one of these, and if you love one of these, then you have truly understand what it means to, to be great. Our road to greatness is a short drive when we are constantly stopping to take care of people. What will you notice as you go down this road? I think what, one thing you'll notice is there isn't much traffic as you go down. Everyone seems to be on the upward road. We get frustrated at times on our road, thinking of everyone going up. Uh, they, they, they will soon arrive at the destination of greatness while we are just getting farther and farther behind. And they even convince themselves and others that they are great. You know these people, don't you? They talk about how great they are. I mean, there's one in every family. There's one in every church. Although I don't know that we have one here. Uh, but there's, there's one in every group that you happen to be in. There's always someone who loves to tell you how great they are. And you and I may wonder if we'll ever get there as we hear them talk. The truth is, we arrive at greatness without even knowing it. If you're truly about that reversal that Jesus has presented, if that principle is at work in your life that you are serving other people and getting at the last of the line rather than the first of the line, then you have become great in the way that Jesus defines it. The oldest vine in the world is 400 years old. There's a picture of it there. It is still thriving and bearing fruit for people to enjoy. It is in Marabor, Slovenia. As you see it in this picture, it still looks like a youngster. It still looks healthy, it is still growing, and it is producing a hundred bottles of wine a year. It's amazing to think of how old it is, and yet it is still becoming. 400 years later, it is still becoming, still growing. The vine has been around a long time, but the branches just keep on bearing beautiful fruit. It has never stopped the flow of life, but continues through its branches. Jesus, the vine, has been around a long time. Will you become the branches that pass on the life of Jesus to the world around you? Let's pray. God, we give you...